Okay, well, welcome back to Coming Home to Your Body with Diane Devone and Katie Susi. We're here at episode two, and um, it's really exciting that we're, you know, on this adventure together. Diane, how are you today? Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm quiet. Mm. <laughs> And also, I know once we start a conversation, I know I'll, I'll get deeper into uh, the organic movement of what we're talking about, which I love. <laughs> That's what I love. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, you just reminded me of, um, you know, we were talking recently, and, and I think we were, when we recorded an episode that we didn't actually use, and how I felt so confident that that would never be a problem, that you and I would find an exciting topic that we could really get into. Right, <laughs> I just yes. think that's something that's such so easy for you and I. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, so as you and I were just chatting um, before recording um, about what really what we wanted to explore today, you know, of course, we can't help but, um, you know, notice all this debate and, and grief and sadness and and rage and and shock that the whole country's going through with this mass murder in a high school. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, like it made me think, because we ended last episode about shock and uh, introducing like what that really means for people beyond what we've been taught it means. And um, and it's something common, and it's a, it's psychological, and it's the, our nervous system, and it's kind of just when we we shut down when our system gets overloaded, and um, it can happen about even a particular topic. Like I can be in shock about my money issues, but maybe not in shock about other parts of my life. I could be really present and really aware of other my relationships and my work life, but then be in shock, which means I'm just kind of not present and I check out about a particular topic. But um, I, I mean, I know that's a juicy thing to go into, but I, I'm just wanna, what I was saying was that we can also just be in shock as a culture when we're witnessing things that we just don't, know how to process or explain or understand. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of breathing into and sinking into everything you're saying because Mm. I feel like, um, I feel like the majority, and again, I'm generalizing, but I feel like the the majority of us walk around in shock Mm. daily because and especially with what's going on and 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 again i want to reiterate that this is not a political commentary this is not about you know our government or anything like that it's just because what's going on right now uh, i wanted it's bringing it's shining a spotlight on the shadow side of our culture the shadow side of our being and um, individually and as a as a country, and uh, it, and it's really just bringing to light, you know, how I think how shocked we really are, mm. and how shocking 
Mm. We things daily. Mm. It's like minute by minute right now, which is really shocking. You know, mm. it's it's uh, you know the, we have so many traumas and chaos in our daily lives individually, mm. and then to have this kind of experience in uh, in our country really is is very uh, disturbing and as you said to our nervous systems mm-hmm. you know our, our nervous systems are you know it's like a loose wire I always mm. relate it to like when you know when you there's a storm and a wire is down and sometimes I would see like a wire like flipping around in the street mm. like when we've had these big nor'easters mm. you know and that sometimes I think about that and I think oh my goodness that I know that place you know when it's like mm. just this loose energy just flying around mm. you know and that's what that reminds me of when we talk about shock mm. it's it's not contained it's mm. just loose and mm. there's a volatility in it mm. yeah yeah i can definitely see that and when you say there's a volatility in it i for me i i feel like I also see it as like a deadness <laughs> and like a numbness. So I, I think it's both because I think like under the surface is where all the the volatility is, the stuff that's not being said, not being expressed. But then what can be manifesting on the outside is people don't know what they're feeling. They don't know what they're thinking, <laughs> you know, they're, so it's interesting. I love seeing that, that it's, it's kind of both of those things. I, I know, I remember like in my exploration of trauma and the nervous system, it's like the guy used um, the example of, I think he said uh, an impala, you know, I guess one of those like kind of uh, an impala running across like the the fields or the plains in Africa being chased, uh, being chased by like a, I don't know, some kind of tiger or panther or leopard. And um, just before, and let's say it's running at 16 miles an hour. And just before it would get like caught, what happens is it immobilizes. And, and it serves one of two purposes. It's either going to be like numb and anesthetized. So if it's going to get mauled, it won't feel it. Or it's kind of like a playing dead kind of scenario that if it were to get dragged off into the trees and maybe this predator is going to eat it later or share it with its, you know, its children or something. Well, what happens is that impala can eventually kind of come out of this immobilized state and get away because you know the animal the predator thought it was dead and so but what happens is when it gets to safety what happens is it it shakes its body because it's described that there was like 60 miles an hour of of like energy moving through this animal and and, and immobilized and so that that energy is like kind of like it said like a a hurricane or like a tornado bouncing around inside the nervous system. But the, but the animal is connected enough to its nature to just get to safety and then shake it all out. And then it can go back to normal. And so the guy was describing how 
as humans, we're so civilized that so, similar things might happen. You know, so we either witness a violent crime, some violence, or we hear about it on the news, or we, we witness it, you know, whatever. We, you know, we're a part of something that's so shocking, and we do shut down. But underneath the surface is the, like the volatility that you were talking about. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I love that example. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I always think, you know, I always watch the animals. You know, you, you know, the dogs are shaking their backsides or the cats are, sh you know, I love when a cat just like kind of shakes one leg or the dog <laughs> shakes one leg or, you know, it's like, and I always think of that, you know, like I kind of mimic that. I'll just kind of, I could do it right now. Just <laughs> shaking my one leg out. Oh, 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 oh. You know, just like, oh. I watched something this morning and, you know, just, um, you know, speaking about all of this and exactly what you're talking about, you know, one, one man spoke, uh, you know, his daughter was killed mm -hmm. in this. Um, I saw, I think I saw that, that yeah. guy, he was amazing. Go yes, ahead. Yeah. It was really, oh, I just sat there and cried listening to him. And what I also was noticing and feeling in my body is his stoicism, mm. and and not from a judgment. It's I mean, my heart went out to him, and I saw he he was I I was interpreting. I mean, maybe it's a projection on my part, but mm. it, he was holding himself together. Mm. And while he spoke about never seeing his daughter again. Mm. And it was heartbreaking. Mm. And I, I, I was crying and there was a part of me that was projecting that I wanted him to cry. Mm. I, I, I felt so much empathy and mm. compassion mm. for that mm. experience. And then, you know, so it's exactly what we're talking about because then in that, I thought, Oh my goodness, you know, like what, what, what is that man carrying in his body? Mm -hmm. And what are all the people around carrying? Because we're, we're advised, and well, especially as men, advised to man up or to mm -hmm. not cry mm -hmm. or, you know, I feel, I mean, that could be another whole subject, but, yeah. you know, but the shock of everything is you know, just going through the motions and, you know, he's on national television or world, whatever it is. And, you know, he's not, maybe he just didn't want to break down. I mean, that's not the point here. The point is that the shock of that, of just even watching it. And I was watching my body mm. and, you know, just feeling into what was happening. And I, I started shaking watching it because I wanted to move the energy. And, you know, I've had years of practice in this, yeah. you know, and I feel like that's what I teach, you know, how to move your body, how mm. to move all this energy out of your body. Mm -hmm. And as opposed to having it implode, mm -hmm. you know, so that's, you know, so I think it's coming back to kind of square one and saying, you know, what am I feeling right now? And what does, what do I need? What does my body need? Yes. Yes. You know? So that's, you know, I, I don't think that people are aware of what they might even need because we're, we're so fast paced. Mm. And how do you stop to really check in and explore, like, what's happening right now? What do I need? Yeah. 
Yeah, good question. I mean, good question because I mean, you and I, we have like learned this. And so that, you know, that's our, you know, habit now even to most of the time ask ourselves that question, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's like you think about, you know, people that just haven't, you know, gone through that training, you know? And I mean, it's really just, it just brings me to a place of like, a, you know, and I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know, like, you know, I don't know how to, like, teach that. I mean, it's the words that come. But, you know, I what comes to mind right now is just, like, unfortunately, pain, you know, pain is the thing that makes people, you know, vulnerable enough to even start to explore these things. Right. You know, I mean, and that's what happened to me. <laughs> you know, if I didn't have anxiety and panic attacks, I don't think I would have gone so far with therapy and trainings and workshops. I mean, I was trying to heal myself. Right. And so you I was had a willing. Desire. You yeah. Had a desire to heal yourself. Yeah. That. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, you know, curious thing. I always, I've always said that that I feel like one of my biggest gifts was that when I was really at my worst with anxiety and, you know, just unrest inside, I really, really knew that it wasn't supposed to be this way. You know, that's the thing. I knew this, there was more for me in life than this. And that fueled my, my exploration. I felt certain that there was more for me than this. So it's interesting, you know. Is that innate in all people? Because, you know, like the spiritual, like the Abraham Hicks, for example, like they would say, well, you because your inner being knows you're supposed to be happy. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I only know my own experience. Uh, well, I love that again, posing the question, because I think we do know it's been trained out of us, mm-hmm. it's socialized out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well-being is our birthright. Mm-hmm. And we do know that the kids know it until they're trained out of it or mm-hmm. drugged out of it or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, whatever, whether it's religion, society, culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm. we just want to play, you know, mm. as children, you just want to play. And then, you be, you know, you, you're culturally, we're directed, you know, like into how we're supposed to be. Mm. You know, I mean, I was always getting in trouble in school because all I wanted to do was laugh and play. I still <laughs> just want to laugh and play. Right, so right. I feel like, you know, so there's that, you know, so, so it, it's kind of like, um, we are geared, we are we're steered mm. out of you know directed out of you know our our natural way of being mm. which is joy and fun <laughs> and lightheartedness mm-hmm. and and well-being and you know going towards things that we love and desire and oh i just have to take a breath with that yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you know, I think that that's really what we're talking about. And then what do we do? We go into shock, not mm-hmm. consciously. It's not a cognitive thing. We go into shock because we have to manage. And I say that's have right. to. That's right. 
Yeah, I mean, we're just, we just, we go deeper and deeper into a shocked place because we have to shut down in order to manage. Yes. You know, and that's what I think we're, that's what I think I'm talking about. I think that that's what this is about. It's like, how do I manage this when all I want to do is have fun? Mm. <laughs> you know, look at it. You know, I just look at so many things. I remember working you know, for a job and getting suspended because I was having a good time. I was laughing. I was making people laugh. Mm. <laughs> they suspended me without pay, wow. you know, for a couple of days. I mean, this was in the early 1970s or wow. late 1960s, whatever. I mean, this these things really happened. I mean, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that, puts me, that put me into shock mm. because... You know, I was, I just wanted, you know, I was 18, 19 years old or whatever. And I just, I was still in the fun mode of living, right. you know. So, um, yeah, I just think it's, it's really sad. I think I want to say I, I find it sad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I hear that. I hear that. Hmm. Wow. It's a. There's so much here, you know, so it's, I guess it's just always so much. If you're aware, you know, paying attention, there's really so much richness in, in life and just taking, you know, you know, we can take this, this tragedy and, you know, go many directions in, in like a way we're going to explore it and what comes up for us. So, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's nice to be able to, you know, take take a tragedy and and look around what's going on in the country, and be able to you know like we're doing you know just get all this information about ourselves and and you know we can get around to like realizing well well ultimately we just want joy, right. <laughs> you know to right. get that out of it, but it's an interesting thing because I think there's uh, there's so many triggers right now in society, you know as I'm saying this I'm like you know there could be someone listening. Who's like, how can you talk about joy when these families are suffering and these children are gone? You know, I feel, you know, my mind can't help but go there. It's like, and I don't think it's wrong, but I feel, I feel lately, it's just so, um, what's the word? Like, like, feels precarious to talk about certain things because, of, you know, people... There's, I guess there's just so much emotion. Like you, yeah, I'm thinking of that, the wire that's dangling with the sparks. Right. <laughs> you know, um, because people's emotions are, are afraid. And um, there's so, they've been unrest in the country and just so much social media that and maybe it brings some people together, but I think it also can just like, open a lot of wounds as well mm. yeah I love what you just said mm. uh, I feel like it's such a good point about you know maybe certain people are listening and saying how could you be you know thinking about joy and a joyful life when there's so much tragedy mm -hmm. and I, I I never even thought of that you know, mm -hmm. I, I, my mind didn't go there at all because I feel like you know this is such a great thing that's opened up again in my mind in this is because we can hold it all and again yeah. so there's how can we make room for all for the tragedy for the sadness for the chaos for the joy yeah. for the ecstatic experiences yeah. 
you know, how do we make room for all of it? And I feel like uh, that's why it's so important, I think, what you said, because all of it can, co all of it coexists. Yes. You know, and that's where we get, we get sidetracked and then we go into judgment and criticism and repression mm. and, you know, um, pointing fingers and, you know, all of these things as opposed to, no, we can hold it all, but yeah. we don't know how to hold it all because we've been trained to be, to have like tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's what I think happened, you know, as a child for me, that I was just, I was doing my job. I was doing it really well, <laughs> but I was laughing while I was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happened previously to that because I'd gotten in trouble in grammar school and high school, mm. all for doing the same thing, mm. for laughing, mm. you know, and being silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yet here I am, you know, as a young adult and I'm doing my job, but I'm doing it in a way that wasn't, you know, considered to be the right way. Wow. You know, so I think it speaks to what you're saying. And so I want to just, you know, pose the question out to our, each of us and then to anyone that's listening, you know, how many times during the day can you have a multitude of feelings mm. You know, maybe this now as us talking and exploring this, you'll be able to really tap into, I feel sad and I also feel a sense of joy. Mm, I, love that. I feel a bit confused and I also feel pretty grounded. Mm -hmm. Can we have these, these varying experiences simultaneously? Mm -hmm. well, I love it. I love what you're saying. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking back to like, you know, well, one of the therapeutic techniques that I use is, um, you know, like, well, we use pillows or it can be other objects, of course, but ideally, you know, uh, you put pillows out there to represent like the different parts of, of you, for for example, you know, and I'll speak for myself when, and this, I learned so much in this process and because I, I would get confused, uh, because I, I didn't understand that I could feel different feelings at once. And so I would get jammed up. I remember I'd always used to kind of ask people, kind of was like, what should I be feeling kind of questions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What should I do? And he said this, and then I said that, and what should I be feeling? Like, I didn't even know. I used to ask a lot of people advice about things. I remember it. But then I remember learning about the different parts of me, you know, which would be, well, I, I'd use a pillow to represent, like, and I do this with my clients, you know, so one pillow represent, okay, so this part of me feels really sad right now. And I kind of use that as a, 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 like a representation, like a, a placeholder. And then I would say, you know, and then what else, and what else am I noticing when I notice my sadness? And when I notice my sadness, I also realize, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And then maybe I'd put a pillow out and be like, well, this is the part of me that's trusting and, under and intellectually understands what's going on, you know? And then maybe I'd have another pillow <laughs> and it'd be like, and what else am I noticing? So I'm, part of me sad and part of me really gets it and has the wisdom to see why. And then another part of me is like, oh, but I'm, I also notice like, you know, I get really angry sometimes and frustrated, you know? So I, I remember and I, and I know it's so helpful because like you're saying, I mean, it's 
it's just a fact. We can be feeling different things at once, whether you call it different parts of yourself or, you know, just acknowledging that you can have more than one emotion um, going on inside of our complex psyches. Right. You know, to own that and accept that about our nature. Right. Yeah, and you have to be um, aware. You know, I think that this is a great conversation because you have to you have to be able to be aware of what you're feeling when you're feeling it, and mm. that means slowing down yeah. enough to be in contact with those parts of yourself. And I think it just comes back around again that everybody is moving at such a quick pace. There's mm. so much information coming into us that, mm. you know, how do, how do you slow down enough to be in contact with what you're feeling in that moment? And as you said, I mean, both of us have trained ourselves to do this, yeah. you know, and been very um, conscientious about this process, you know. Yeah. So I think that that's really the key is you know, maybe as we're kind of closing this now, you know, to say, think about, you know, to each person, think about how you're feeling. Think about where you are in your body in the moment when something is rising in you, when mm -hmm. you want to either, when you watch yourself becoming reactive mm -hmm. as opposed to responding to something, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's where you can start and just say, where am I right now? Where am I in my physical being? Mm. Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe here you, you're thinking, oh, what do you mean, where am I? Well, you know, are you really connected to your body mm -hmm. to know where you are in this moment? And then ultimately that will lead to where you are, and then ultimately that will lead to what am I feeling? Mm -hmm. And that could take less than a 15 seconds, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, good question to, you know, just to work with throughout the week or, you know, right. um, as you, you know, listen to our episodes, you know, you'll, I think, I think part of the dialogue that we offer, you know, that I believe is, is so beautiful and unique is, is this perspective, you know, um, which is slowing down and noticing and noticing this vessel that you were born into, not just your brain. You know, all, all of who we are, there's so much information in the body. And um, in any way, it's just really exciting and, and it feels like so satisfying to me to be able to, you know, create this podcast and share this with you, Diane. Yes, I feel the same, Katie. I thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel it. It does feel exciting because I feel like it's my passion. It's my life work uh, for myself. I'm always coming home to myself. Yes, yes. <laughs> so coming home to your body, coming home to my body yes. is all I live for. Yes. <laughs> Just be in my body. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so I thank you. And thank each of you for listening. And if you want, you can comment. And once you hear, like our, our podcast, comment. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, we have a have. Facebook page. You can come check us out on our Facebook page. And, yes. Um, you know, like our page and, you know, see what posts. I actually posted something, you know, that was really, I felt really beautifully written this morning um, about boys and emotions and this and gun violence 
So I put it on the Coming Home to Your Body page. So, uh, okay. yeah, it's beautiful. It was a New York Times article. Oh, good. I'll read it. I haven't read it yet. I haven't yeah. seen it. Thank so, you. Yeah. Well, so thank you, Diane. And um, you. we'll talk again. Uh, yes. Coming Home to Your Body, Episode 3, next week. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.